Undergrunt. Welcome to Movie Schmovie, episode number 164. I'm John. I'm Ron. And I'm Steve. And uh, we are back on track after our celebration of five years to talking about movies. 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 And, yeah. and schmovies as well. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Some qualified <and> such. <laughs> um, but it's been a little bit since we've done like any kind of recap slash looking forward kind of thing, so... Maybe when we're talking about the sort of spring recap, maybe yeah. we should decide if these are movies or are they schmovies? <laughs> that should have been our whole angle the whole time. Like, it's like a binary system for us. But it's so us. vague. I like the idea yeah. that it's like yeah. vague. What makes a schmovie? Like, it's not but, necessarily a bad thing. But instead of like, you know, having a, a rating scale or like, or yeah. even our, 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 our current scale of go ahead, you know, wait for it, hold up. Yes. I'm surprised I remember those. Or you were yeah. warned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you, yeah, that's the ultimate. Yeah, a movie's either a movie or it's a schmovie. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, we're going to spend a little bit kind of just talking about a few movies that we've seen this spring in general, you know, maybe since the start of the year that have stood out to us as as some favorites, maybe, I guess, or most impressive. And then kind of just touch on June, July, and August and give a cu- couple titles some attention that we're looking forward to and kind of map out our summer. Yeah. Does that sound... Sound like a plan? Definitely sounds like a plan. I was noticing Star Wars was a Christmas movie. Uh, Batman vs. Superman came out in in March. Uh, uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, May has sort of been part of the summer season for a long time, but it's it was at the very beginning of that that May period. So it's, it's odd to see that those are all giant films that are not coming out in the June, July, August time when I think historically they would have been coming out. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So it made this kind of those the ones that are actually coming out seem like almost like an odd kind of ragtag bunch. But what does that say that I'm looking at the summer and going, it's weird that there's no Marvel movies or Star Wars movies coming out this summer. You know, it's it like, is. It, yeah, no, it's really interesting because like I, I definitely that was the prevailing like thought in my mind the entire time. Like, I don't know that there's a movie of of my honorable mentions or of the ones that I picked for the summer picks that are movies that where I'm just like genuinely dying to see this movie. Yeah, you know, like. Maybe maybe one of them would hit that level, mm-hmm. um, but overall, it's kind of like yeah, it's like the early spring, late spring, and then you have like four to like fall and winter to be like those are where a lot of these like anchor movies now. And that's strange. It's very weird. You're right. It's absolutely strange that Captain America is they push that like kickoff of summer so much earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, gets into April and May, whatever, and. Uh, kind of kind of takes a little bit of the steam out of or maybe it's just not a big, huge summer i don't know yeah sure i don't know i'm i'm sure it will be but but like, before we get to that spring movies you mentioned a couple of titles that were either we were looking forward to mm-hmm. or maybe that popped up yeah. on our radar what so what what do you guys think of what we've seen so far this year like anything that you loved and or were expecting to love surprised you and you loved or hated i guess you could talk about that too well there are three movies that jumped to mind for me, and the one that I liked the most out of those uh, was The Nice Guys, okay. which That's I just I saw agree, yeah. last weekend. And it's, or with the time of this episode coming yeah. out, it'll be like three weeks ago. 
Um, but uh, I just I I was looking forward to that. I like Shane Black's work. I like when I like that you. I, it's a rare thing to get to go see a movie that he wrote and directed, and it just takes place in that 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 sleazy, funny, mm-hmm. weird Shane Black world. And I felt like you know from the first moment you get like an uncut source of of Shane Blackness, you know. Yeah. And I think the dialogue was great. I thought the characters were great. You were you mentioned last time that you're. Non-sexual celebrity crush, uh, same-sex celebrity crush was Ryan Gosling. Yeah, right. Non-sexual. Uh, yeah, non-sexual. You're non-sexual, non-sexual. celebrity crush? Same-sex, non-sexual. Sexual. <laughs> um, yes, it's always Sex sexual for always us. involved. Very horny men. Um, but, uh, no, I thought that uh, it was, to me, a revelation just how funny he was in oh, that Oh, so film. great. Definitely. Like the, the, and I thought about why I think he was so good. And, and I think that it's something that sometimes serious actors, mm-hmm. when they do comedy, they, they're like... I don't know. They overdo it. They're working too hard. They're not working hard enough. They they're don't get acting into it or being something. Funny. Yes. I, 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 I yes. feel that a lot. But I feel like Ryan Gosling. He did something that I and I wish I could think of other actors that I think have done it. But I, I know I've seen it before where I see someone who's generally kind of a, a serious actor, kind of a fine actor. The, the, they they throw themselves into the idea of being in a comedy. It's like he wasn't just playing a kind of funny spin on his normal character. He was like a clown. In, in the sense that, like, his physicality, yeah. he's getting yeah. thrown around. The way that he he gets beaten up, the way that he screams when, when, when he gets hurt or when he's <laughs> almost in a wreck later in the film. It's like everything about that character has, like, a funny side to it. And if an actor was playing it a little too cool, that character would not have worked at all. Yeah. And I actually would worry about Ryan Gosling. I almost feel like before this movie, I thought he was good, but I wasn't totally sold on him being as good as people say. But after seeing this, I'm like, yeah, the guy was, like, legitimately, like, fall on the floor funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I don't think, I mean, you kind of take that for granted, but not everybody can handle that tone and nail it. And I yeah, think also so Russell Crowe, I don't remember the last time I saw him in something where I enjoyed him and where he seemed like he was enjoying himself, right. but he was a great straight man. And he had a couple of really funny moments himself, but oh, yeah. just their chemistry together, even on the shitty Academy Awards, you could tell when they did a little bit together, you could oh, at least there. tell that their chemistry was the there. Fire, and, yeah. and so, I don't know, this movie just seemed like, it's, it's outside of the big bombastic types of movies that are fun to go see on a, the biggest screen possible. I love seeing this type of movie where it's like, it it's, I don't know if it's going to make back its money. I don't know what the prospects for a movie like that are, but I like that level of action, that level of comedy, that level of just risky, just dirty, just dangerous enough, but it still feels like a big movie, you know? Yeah. And Shane Black is like a pro at that. So. Yeah, absolutely love the nice guys. Me too. Um, I want to just give some love to this movie Green Room. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, That's one of the three for me. Mm. Wow! Fuck! I finally saw it. I like, I like, like a few weeks when this is airing. A few weeks back, like I'm looking at the theaters. Like Thursday night, I'm like, holy crap! Like it's probably not going to be in theaters anymore. And it was playing at the Owings Mills Theater right down the street from me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like 9:30 that I'm looking at this, and there's like a 9:45, 10 o'clock show. I'm like. I, got, I literally just got in the car and went. Like, Aaron that's was me. out, and that's I was like, I'm with, done. I'm the, going. The Towson Cinemark is the one where I'll look and see a screening starts. Like, Nikki and Henry will be going to bed, yep. and I'll go up and be like, would it bother you if I <laughs> went to go see a movie right now? I'm yeah. still awake, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But I love that last-minute decision. Best part, only person in the theater, uh, it's all mine. And wow. seeing a movie like that... Was it a little creepy? Was a little fucking creepy. Because, you know, yeah. I was the only person in the theater yeah. when I saw The Strangers. And, it, and I was, like, actually... Uh. I've told I've probably said it on the show yeah, you before. Have. It's, I was it's like so hunched true. down in my seat because I was afraid someone was gonna. I was I like, this too. is all a trap for someone to murder me. <laughs> you know? me. Like someone's trying to psych me out. But no, Green Room. I loved 
almost all of that movie, I felt like there was one complaint I have, and it seems weird because I don't normally want to see like more gore, and I'm not necessarily saying. I want to see more gore. There's something that happens to someone's arm early in the film that I definitely felt when I saw it. But I just feel like as the movie went along, it didn't it didn't up the ante on that type right. of stuff. And I was really expecting to feel like I don't even know if I'm in the mood for a movie this rough. And as it turned out, I was in the mood for it to be slightly right. slightly rougher in those aspects. But that was my only thought was that I just <laughs> didn't feel that visceral punch that I was expecting to for some of those deaths. Mm. As far as the tension though and the setup and the acting and the characters, everything about it felt so... I don't know, maybe if we talk to like a, a, a small-time punk band and ask them if this rings true, if, you know, I don't know if they got all the details right, but it felt very right. Like having been, having played shows and been in bands, I, I, I feel like that part of it, they really nailed the sort of camaraderie of the band and the sort of shared language of the band and the way their friendships work. They're not like the tightest group in the world, right. but they are... They are a band. You yeah, know. I, th- I think the director has like some sort of background in, in being in a punk band because I remember hearing an interview with him and he was saying that like, maybe even one of the songs they play is like mm-hmm. a song from his band. Oh, wow. So I think he had some perspective on like maybe the touring or like, well, that the felt show. very true. Yeah, it, it felt great. I just, it's interesting that you say that though, about the kills because like I feel like the one kill that was my favorite kill when Patrick Stewart's character asks his like one of his henchmen, you know, is he breathing? Mm-hmm. And he says, barely. And Patterson says, let him bleed. Later is better for the time of death. Yeah. So, like, you know he's not dead, but they want him to stay alive so that the way that they're going to stage this thing mm-hmm. is, like, it makes him look like he died. No, their whole thing. As late as possible. Yeah. So fucking creepy. Their whole thing about creepy. staging it yeah. and, like, how methodical they were it was, was so, so methodical, scary. It was so scary. So creepy. Like, with the dogs and the way they were moving the van around without mm-hmm. actually starting the van yeah. or putting gas into the van so that it looked like they were trying to steal gas. Yeah. So, like, it was such a well-thought-out, like, yeah. scheme on their part of how mm-hmm. to set it up. Um, but it also indicated that yeah. they've been down this road before, yeah. and they know from experience where the loopholes are. Yeah, and they also know that you're on like the this private property, this kind of compound that yep. this that this club was on, and you felt like yeah, they're like yeah, they're not they're they're just not in a safe place. It didn't seem like that safe of a place to begin with, but it just got worse and yeah. worse. There, I had a couple quotes. I want to just read real quick. You guys can. I I just had to say these because like yeah. just the script. Some of the script was great. Yeah. Um, when they were deciding what weapons to use, mm-hmm. Anton Yeltsin's character goes, I'm going to just run. <laughs> yes. I thought that was so funny. They're grabbing like yeah. bulbs and like yeah. pieces of vinyl, and he's like, I'm going to just run. And he'd already been hurt. Yeah, and he's already got his you know, like, hand <laughs> thing happened. Like, and then run. one of them... Yeah, that them, injury that he experienced oh, is one of the goriest things. Fucking so, brutal. Like, and it was, it, I was like, oh, they like they broke his arm. But when I they came the in, was like, damn. <laughs> Damn. Well, you realize, yeah, what happens, he's got his arm sticking through the door, and you realize that what they've been doing to his arm the whole time it's yeah. been sticking out there, that yeah. it hasn't just wow. been stuck in the door. Yeah. Oh, no. I think one of wow. the best reactions to an injury, because, like, I think if you're in that much pain, like, I know there's some screaming involved, but there's a lot of, like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He was... Like losing composure yeah, completely. It was so no, he good. was really good. He was great. I mean, yeah. when you think about playing that and not losing your shit as a character, like, playing that yeah. level of, of getting got... And yeah. not just like becoming like the blubbering mess, you know, because because the way that things played out with that character, I don't know. I, I did. I think they did a good job with the characters. Yeah. I, I did. I did care about them, and I, I liked the little running joke that they kind of used as a button at the end of the movie. I thought that was a that was a fun the island. Uh, island. Yeah. Um, also, when they're talking about saving the shotgun shells, mm-hmm. he says only blades and fangs for the visitors. Yeah. And then at the end, when Yelchin like confronts Patrick Stewart oh, in the day, oh, my yeah. favorite in light. He said, it's funny, you were so scary at night. Yeah. 
Fuck. Yeah. I love that movie. No, I like that. That's genuinely so love that, that, yeah, that kind so of good. final showdown, the way it played out was so odd. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, the, but I liked it. It was such a weird little like, this is not the way this would happen in oh. a movie. And what's his name? Jeremy Saunier? Yeah. Like, that's what he did in Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Too, yeah. was like, play out this vengeance plot line that you've kind of seen before. And yet, it he shows, not just the usual revenge isn't isn't sweet kind of plot line, but like, or that revenge corrupts you, but just scenes that play out in a herky-jerky, unexpected way. Something yeah. happens faster than you thought it was going to, and then the next thing takes a little bit longer to happen than you thought it was going to. The yeah. way that Patrick Stewart reacts in that final showdown, it's just so weird and yeah. random, but it felt so true. It yeah. felt like, yeah. yeah, you would kind of try to get away, but then you would realize you needed to get your gun out. It's like everything about that felt so real, yeah. and, and it was very true that like when it, when they weren't under the cover of night and they didn't yeah. have them cornered, it was a totally different... So wild. It's just a man. Yeah. You it's know? just a man with a group of people. Yeah. And then once you remove that, it wasn't a very tough person mm-hmm. either. Yeah. That's nuts. It's such a good movie. Yeah, The tension... I like the idea that like the spaces, the use of spaces... Mm-hmm. So like it got big, and then they move into a bigger room, and then they go back to a smaller yeah. room. It mm-hmm. got spaces were really important, and and like also the way that they filmed the first couple scenes because they showed the the compound, they showed everybody kind of partying, and it, it was so big at first. And it got smaller and smaller, and it got smaller, yeah. and smaller, You're so right. and scarier. And then like when they were like at t- the top, they went down deeper. I'm like, where yeah. the fuck are they gonna get out of this situation? They got yeah. more tense. Mm-hmm. Such a good use of space, and and it really gave you a. You kind of figured out where they were after mm-hmm. a while too, just in relationship to everything else. When you saw them moving around, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of movies do that well. I I don't really feel like okay if they go around this corner. Because this person ran around, it's like like you're tracking the you're tracking the yeah. Map yeah, yeah no, that's another, true that's yeah. true because you saw like where he got his arm hurt yeah also the hallway the from yep. that big space so like if they moved it, it was nuts I was thinking where can they go no it's a good point because like you see them walk down the like they make a point to show like where right. the equipment is and like where mm-hmm. the room was that they walked into and like where the concert hall was yeah. so when they keep like dipping out and like testing the water right. you you're, you're seeing more and more of like. What is the way out? Mm-hmm. You know, really so when they well. make a run for it, you see them go out right. and like you know. But Sweet. yeah, I, I, that was definitely a. It felt like a. a one. It should. I mean, obviously, it should not have been billed as like a horror film, but it felt. This. I mean, I know it was a thriller, but it had elements like. Oh, I think it had why elements can't of I horror watch for sure. A horror film that makes me feel like that, like, and I think that some of it is like. The attention to that detail of the attention mm-hmm. is what. And it's and it stayed throughout. Yeah. I think there's something about kind of letting it go, and it did. What what I really liked about it is it didn't. F- it it had some parts that kind of fell apart, right? But what what it didn't fall victim to is like because if this were a horror film, it would kind of let itself go to the cliches of a horror film mm-hmm. after a while. Mm-hmm. It because there are a lot of movies I've seen that like start off really amazing and then like oh well. It's all a dream because right. this is why you know. What I mean, like right. that's with those cliches. No, I would almost put, I would put it in a horror felt category, like... but just a, the kind that I like, where it's like it doesn't, yeah. you know, it sneaks up on you. But yeah, thriller, but it definitely has a horrific aspect to it. Like the 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 fear of that siege situation goes yeah. beyond just like thrills. It was definitely something that kind of sticks with you, like right. that that uh, that creepy feeling. But um, 
I, I don't know where I heard this. I mean, I guess I didn't hear this. I think maybe I just thought it or maybe I read on a list. But, you know, they're doing that remake of uh, the, or reboot or whatever it is, a new Halloween film. Mm-hmm. John, yeah. John Carpenter yeah. is co-producing it mm-hmm. with Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. What about Jeremy Saunier to direct that? You saw who was like the rumored person, right? No, who? Mike Flanagan. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh. The guy that did... Uh... Hush, yeah. Oculus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... I, I, I would be all about. No, Sonya. I could see that, but no, yeah. I was just saying, like, the, that would be, like, the other name I thought of, any of those people who've been gunning for that um, kind of Carpenter spot anyway. What's the name of the guy that directed uh, It Follows? It Follows, yeah. I, I can't remember his name. Three names. Yeah, and then also Adam Wingard. Seems yeah, like yeah. he would be a good one. Yeah. Anyway, any of those young directors that feels like they might be able to bring... The reason I say that is because when you were talking about a movie that gives you that feeling, mm-hmm. I think this idea of... And I don't, I'm not necessarily saying the best thing for that guy to do would be to move on to do a, a, a an installment in an existing franchise like Halloween. But I just think that... He, I think he would probably do a good job with that simple, elemental... Yeah. This killer's coming for you. What are you going to do? Don't worry. You're like, There's not a whole lot of... There's like human monsters in that movie, yes. and I yes. think. And, and, but he also he shows the sort of ugly, the 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 more vulnerable underside of that. And I think right. for a really good horror film to make that pain hurt, to make that sense of like human loss and what would you do in this moment and all that stuff, I feel like you need a director who can bring that human element to. If I mean, if the new Halloween movie is not just going to be a cash in and a and a piece of shit, I think right. it needs to get back to that simplicity of I just think so too. here's a, here's a relatable character in a situation that you would not want to be in. You know, human monsters are more scary, and I think that's what makes good horror good horror. Like Blue Ruin was one of my favorite movies of that year period. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that was very really scary to me was like. Old ladies with Uzis. Yeah, no, that scene like, is the one I a, always think of. It's like fucking. It it turns every everything about that environment changed once the once the stakes were kind of brought to the attention of everybody around. Like mm-hmm. this person got hurt. We're gonna avenge his death. It, this is gonna get crazy. So like being trapped in a town where everybody could kill you yeah. is more scary to me than a human being walking around with a axe but if they create that tension in the same way that blue ruin and you know green room created man i would fuck i would see the movie twice if it was a horror film done that same way mm-hmm. and and i got i'm gonna follow this guy's career i mean like if if he's still if he's doing these little character studies of this these small environments that get very small mm-hmm. when the stakes are kind of raised. I'll, I'll watch every single film he puts out, man. I liked Macon Blair, too. I should mention yeah. in both so films. Good. And it was interesting to see him play. It took me a minute to recognize him in All Green right. Room. Yeah. But I liked that that character was kind of an unexpectedly sympathetic character. Yeah, you could tell extent. from like the start that he was kind of like kind of seesawing back and forth on like what yeah where where he fell on mm-hmm. like their motives and like what what he was actually right. or they or he was actually doing but yeah i don't know yeah green room, green room. Green room. definitely seek it out when you get to blu-ray or, yeah. or dvd or, or, or digital download i've never wanted to scream when i saw a person put in the arm bar i've never wanted to scream like uh, you know like oh, he's gonna fucking destroy this person's I, oh Seeing stuff like that happen makes me so... Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm watching UFC and it happens, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. See that movie as soon as possible. Anything uh, else to quickly mention about takeaways from the... Well, only because this podcast 
I think everybody on this podcast really liked the first one. And I think two out of three people on this podcast really liked the second one. <laughs> but I was really disappointed in Neighbors 2, the, the sorority uh, rising. I don't know. I just, I, didn't, I just didn't laugh that much. I definitely laughed. But I mean, like, and I think to me that's the mark. Like, whatever you want to say about the 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 story or the characters or whatever, you know with a comedy mm-hmm. like this, what you mm-hmm. really want is to... Just laugh some mm-hmm. more, and I, I I laughed so much at the first one. I thought there were some funny moments in the second one, but I don't know. I mean, I I can only say that I think that the first one, as silly as it was and as over the top as it was, it sort of existed in like a a, a, a heightened version of our world, and I feel like the second one was more like it took place in comedy sequel world where every gag was a little bit bigger and a little bit broader, and the logistics of like these this escalating prank war mm-hmm. it's like it, it went so far so fast i know they were trying to come up with reasons why like they couldn't just call the cops but it seemed to me like there was so much stuff going on that just logistically didn't make any sense to me right. like uh, there's a scene uh with a person badly uh superimposed badly green screened in front of the opera house in sydney australia oh right right i just thought that joke was an example of what was wrong with the movie to me it was that like the the 18 hour flight to get there, the eighteen hour flight back, the how you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't you just wouldn't do that. Like whereas I thought the frat characters, each one of those guys was like funny and stupid in their own way. Yeah. I didn't feel like the sorority characters were that funny. Like I didn't no. laugh once at anything that the sorority characters did. Also it felt a little preachy too. Very preachy. And I hate saying that because I know because, because I'm because in of favor subject. of the message of it, but Absolutely. I felt like the message was not handled as well. The whole premise of the movie has the whole notion that sororities can't host parties, right? Yeah. yeah. And that is sexist and it is patriarchal Super and sexist. stupid. And I think the movie did a good job of kind of making fun of that. But I mean, outside of that, I didn't need so much messaging in my crazy comedy. Like the first one I was I was out of breath from laughing yeah. at certain things. And I just don't think this one quite approached that same level and the preachiness i think i don't like comedies that that do that also that doesn't handle the preaching as well and it just felt like kind of yeah yeah i felt i felt that the box office was not as big as it's like half Mm -hmm. or like two-thirds of what the first one did so i don't think it's gonna i don't think we'll be seeing a neighbors three i don't know how you could do it I was trying to think of what the what the what the premise would be. You know, they shot know. that. Did you see that funny little the zombies? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, well, a comedy that I felt like was memorable, and I and I think I want to see it again when it comes to video, is a uh, Keanu. Oh yeah. I yeah, thought I that like was. I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, and you guys scoffed at me when I said that it might be good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I think that one thing about it that I liked was the idea that like they are uncompromisingly themselves, and and I think there's something really cool about that. Like, funny doesn't have to look one way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to sound one way. And I think there's it's it's proof that if you stick to your comedic voice. And it, and you're you're honest about it. I think there can be some really good things. I th- I think this is well. They're so smart. They are, and man. they're so like, they're just. I mean, whatever you think of Key and Peele, the show, like they're so good at like yeah. doing a character, like evoking a character with a few broad strokes. Yeah. And and so to me, the notion that this movie would just give them some set pieces in which to be funny <laughs> yeah. to me was encouraging. Plus, I've always wanted to see a movie that's centered on like a heroic kitten or a important kitten it just seems silly to me yeah it gets it gets weird but it's it's a it is a really fun movie mm-hmm. a lot of 
cool appearances. I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, I yeah. love to love those guys. Anything else from the spring that feels like? I mean, I had a the life animated that I saw at the festival was documentary was that I loved. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, people can see that when it comes out later this year. Yeah, um, I saw it's a horror anthology I got called Southbound, hmm. which I actually kind of liked a lot. Like yeah. I kind of was, I guess, expecting not good things because I I don't know I feel like the VHS anthologies <laughs> kind of like left me with a horrible taste. Yeah, but um, it actually turned out being pretty good. So if you're looking for like that kind of thing, maybe check that out. Like the invitation a lot. Oh yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane as well. It's been a pretty good batch actually. When you look at it that way, I yeah. like the invitation a lot too. Eye in the Sky, smart movie, that's very simple, very easy to follow. So check that out. I think that's about it for me. All right, so let's get into the summer. Yes, let's talk about the summer. June. So, so yes, a lot of people would say that May is part of the summer season, but it's in the it's in the rear view now. So yeah. this episode is hitting on June tenth. So yep. I guess I would ask anybody did they did they see anything that comes out before June tenth uh, on the on the list? Something that they would want to see that uh, is you know technically this would be looking back in terms of uh, non preview. Not uh, I. I'm curious about the Lonely Island film Pop Star, but I wouldn't say yeah. that it's one of my most anticipated films. Or it is one of mine. It is. Yeah, after that Bin Laden song, man. I... I... <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah. Fucking It's so stuck in my head. I just think those guys do, like, they're so good at the pop parody mm-hmm. stuff. The and, and I feel like the fact that it's their movie, the fact that it's them taking that digital shorts kind of spirit yeah. and that kind of Lonely Island, their, their albums and everything, and turn, like, this seems like a great vehicle for a- Andy Samberg as an actor. Um, he plays like shallow dipshits really well. <laughs> kind of what we were saying about Key and Peele with Keanu uh, is just that it's fun to see like a comedy team or a comedy spirit that you know, like how does it translate to a movie? Right. And I think that this feels like a really good vehicle for that that yeah, Lonely Island thing. But... So does anybody want to get it started with an actual pick that's coming out uh, I'll start a- after the 10th? I'll start it with one that's actually coming out today on the 10th. I bet I know what it is. And it's The Conjuring 2. Yes. <laughs> so that's my pick for June. Hopefully, I'll have seen that by the time this this comes up. The trailers comes are bad, up. though. I don't. I don't agree. I I like the trailer. You like the trailers? Yeah. I don't, I don't like the trailers. Good. I like the mo- I like the first trailer. Yes. yes. Yeah. The first That's trailer. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the moody trailer, not yes. the one that shows you. I feel like that movie because I thought the first one was scary. Yeah. And I think that this one, I trust that this one will be scary. And I think that maybe they wanted to do something special and not just churn out a, another sequel. But there wasn't much. Once you get to like the quick editing, the supposedly scary portion of, I guess, yeah. what the second trailer is, it just doesn't feel special or unique enough. But I, I know that the movie, if they're following up the first one, it's probably going to have a couple, three of those sequences. Because the first one had like good sequences in it. It had two or three moments that I'm still yeah. thinking of. Like yeah. the scene with the two girls in the room Bedroom with corners. the thing behind the door. Yeah. Like absolutely, like that is an all timer for me, and the way the camera absolutely. work and everything. Mm-hmm. So I I know there's got to be something like that, or at least I would imagine that they tried to put something like that in this movie. But if the trailer, it wasn't apparent what it would be. Do you know right. what I mean? Like yeah, from yeah, the trailer, yeah. if the trailer is just kind of bombastic yeah. and throws a lot of stuff at you. But I like seeing those actors back playing those roles. And since the first one came out, I've become a major Patrick Wilson fan. So I'm excited to see. It's good that, that, that you know to see a director returning. I think yeah. to the property like James Wan mm-hmm. still directing it. Yeah, wrote it produced i mean like it, it that's a good sign like that that in some cases like we were talking about like we talked about before like off off uh of the podcast just like 
directors or creators or producers like kind of staying into some in a franchise too long like yeah. where the voice or the the idea becomes a little stale mm-hmm. i think like something like this where he really kind of ushered in like a, a uh like a a standout horror film yeah. you know it's cool to see him kind of stick with it and want to see you know a sequel that if it's going to be made like you know especially when you're talking about this a sequel the sequel only sequel I'd like to see what he can put out. And I mean, the fact that it's kind of coming from a source material of like these, th- yeah. these real life people who had like these files, you know, that it, it can kind of, mm-hmm. they can tap into these things that have some sort of physical record of happening in this world. Right. And even if it's all so overblown, it's a, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. It's a good hook for a, no, no, for no. a horror series. You know, it, it's yeah. a movie. But I mean, like there's things like, there, there is something that happened in the world that we live in, you know, like, yeah. you know, th- th- this, yes. this quote unquote source material mm-hmm. I'm, I'm referring to. It's just interesting like it's that, a you know. famous haunting. Exactly. Yeah, you right. can latch onto that and it's like, that was a case? This is a case. Like, right. it's like, it's just interesting that, in that way to me. And that's that makes it more intriguing to see, all right, same people are all involved. Like John just said, I have mm-hmm. confidence that it'll, it'll be yeah. interesting and, a, and hopefully scary. It's a cool premise. I mean, this yeah. is like one of the only cases where the ghost acknowledges them personally. No, I like I that idea because cool. I remember reading about that yeah, after too. the first yeah, yeah. one. And I had read about the warrants before. Um, and I remember reading about the fact that, that, yeah, that there was a, that they were like, I mean, it's so almost silly, especially if you think maybe these people are charlatans or <laughs> probably charlatans. Um, but like the notion that you're like famous amongst the spirits yeah. and that your name is known to them because yeah. you've like, I like that. I feel like that's a fun concept to introduce into this type yeah. of film. And uh, like, yeah, I mean, I mentioned Patrick Wilson. Vera Farmiga is also a really fun actress to watch. I think if, that if you're... I think they really do tend to sort of elevate. Like the, in the first one, the cast really elevated it, and oh, I think yeah. I think that's probably going to be the case this time too. The uh, that's that story, the Ensfield Poltergeist. There was a cool uh, BBC miniseries last year called the Ensfield. I think it's called the Ensfield Haunting mm-hmm. with Timothy Spall and uh, Matthew McFadden. Mm-hmm. That was actually really good. It's like a four or five part TV miniseries. Cool. Which I'm sure that The Conjuring 2 is going to, you know, it's kind of like this same idea. Oh, cool. But if you ever, if you're interested by that, like you just mentioned a kind of a cool story, that miniseries is really, really good. Oh. The Ensfield Haunting, it's called. I'll check it out. check it out. You have one big pick for June, Ronald? For June? Oh, man. I'll go ahead and throw mine out while yeah, you look. thank you. Uh, Swiss Army Man. I'm just so curious about it's that coming movie. Out June? I yeah. thought it was coming out July for some reason. I thought it was June 17th. Oh, I'm. I, I can't wait then. I just I don't know what's coming out in yeah. June. Unless, am I wrong? No, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I, I I'd seen another date for it, but that but doesn't... um, it just looks. I mean, it's so those type of kind of quirky indies. Sometimes you can spot them from a mile away, yeah. if, or you can spot if they seem too cutesy or if they seem too precious. But this one seems so weird and like messy and kind of gross. I just don't know that I've seen another movie that that. That confuses me this much from the trailer, but also looks like a really emotional experience. Like it looks wacky and crazy, and and like it's taking some chances. But it also looks like if if it works, it's going to hit some some real beats, you know, some emotional beats. But in that strange way that you have to kind of follow a movie's concept sometimes to see what it can what it can reveal. And it you know, like I heard about it, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel Radcliffe playing a, a flatulent corpse that. Like that was the premise I first heard of is that they that he rides him like a, a jet ski and his farts are propelling them across the water. That was the first thing I heard. But and you're tr- like, I'm in. Well, I was like, that sounds intriguing enough. And also, a movie where Paul Dano isn't the person who gets the most like abused physically seems like a nice nice switch. Um, 
but uh, uh, yeah, just you know, then seeing the trailer, like I said, it just looks like it contains a lot. Like some movies just look like they have a lot of imagination yeah. behind them, and that one looks like one that that. I mean, if it, it could just not work, but if it works, it looks it looks like it might be something kind of magical. So nice, Swiss Army Man. Notice it's directed by Daniels. Yeah, and I looked, and it's two guys named Daniel who I guess are a team. Interesting. So, um, I'm going indie. Um, going indie as opposed to Swiss Army Man. Yeah, that big uh, monolithic. Block going indie, indie. Uh, Tide uh, Solance. I don't know if I ever Solance. 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 Yeah. Uh, is doing a song. Uh, song. <laughs> doing a movie, Wiener Dog, with uh, Oh Greta Gershwig. Or Gerwig. 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 <laughs> yeah. This is the point where Ronald's, yeah, ca- <laughs> Ronald's caffeine wears off. It's, oh, it's happening. <laughs> Karen Calkin. That's why we were starting. He's like, this one's going to be quick, right? Yeah. yeah. Be, yeah. Be. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fading fast, guys. But yeah, I, I, I like Greta and all of her movie. I didn't know that was coming in June. I heard about that one. Yeah, I, I yeah, liked that. I love Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yeah. And, and I like Palin that character. Jones? Did you yeah. like Palindrome? I didn't see that one. Ah. <laughs> I haven't seen all it's of his so films. so dark. Yeah, he's, so, he's that way. So it's dark. Funny. But yeah, I, I mean, I like Greta and pretty much everything. And, yeah. Um, anything with Danny DeVito in it, I'll watch. So looking forward to that. That's probably my pick for June. What's the name of it? Uh, Wiener Dog. Wiener Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick for July. Well, before we, does oh. anyone want to say anything else? Just anything else coming out in June that's worth mentioning? There's a documentary called Tickled. That sounds interesting to me. <laughs> What's that about? It's a guy who I think goes into like a society of like ticklers. Oh, and no. then discovers, like it says, with some dark twists and things get weirder than you imagined or whatever. And I'm talking, really? like, you're already talking about, like, adult ticklers. Yeah. So to me, if it gets worse than that. Oh. No cracks. The phone just fell. Okay, no. Oh, thank goodness. And also, Taika Waititi's uh, film, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, that's I'm good. I'm very curious about that, yeah. I like Sam Neill. It's, I, I, you see an actor sometimes and realize it's been a while since you've seen him in something. Yeah. But, um, I mean, after what we do in The Shadows, I'm in the bag for whatever he does. I had the shallows. Yeah, Blake Lively shark attack movie. Yeah. All right, I'm cool. It looks gorgeous too. So it does. I'm excited for that. I read where she said it's not just. I guess this was in Entertainment Weekly that she said uh, it's not just shark versus bikini, but you do get a little bit of nice shark and a little bit of bikini. Nice. It works. <laughs> no I'm complaints. A fan of both. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I the, I feel like a movie that we're gonna have to talk about just because the last movie by this filmmaker was definitely a, a hot button topic on this. Uh, on this podcast, and that would be oh, uh, Nicholas Vending Reffin's uh, new film, Demon. The Neon Demon. I want to see that so bad. Do you not? You, you don't want to see it? It no. looks bad to you? I'm out. Does it look bad to you? Yes. Does really? it look bad to you because you didn't like uh, Only God Forgives? It, it, it feels like that same movie to me. <laughs> yeah. Like this motherfucker is like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's trolling, man. Like, he is. He you really talk about is. Cinematic trolling. He really is. Uh, I think about how you. Like, I, I, I think I, about IGN, how IGN reviewed it. Like gave it like four out of ten. <laughs> what? Yeah, like that is a and mess. You know, and you know, IGN reviews are f- they f- they can be fair, man. And sometimes well, they love Neighbors too, and John hated it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Was let down by it. let down, yes. and I hate. But yeah, I don't know. Four I, out of I, ten. I, four or four and a half out of ten. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. I don't know. I just I, I'm very concerned that I just don't know that I am interested in this filmmaker anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer doesn't do anything for me. It just looks like that. So Drive was a fluke. You think? I, f- I don't. I guess so. So I guess I you have drive. that extra animosity of you. You thought you'd found somebody yeah, to follow. That's true. And you realize they're not for you. I I think that's the case. Because I was thinking like hell. I wonder. I was thinking about Only God Forgives the other day, and I was like, I wonder if Steve would admit that other movies 
are worse than Only God Forgives <laughs> that are just like more boring or don't do as many interesting things or, or aren't as pretty or whatever. Like whatever right. the formal qualities of his work that we, we right. like. Like what is it that makes makes it like takes it from the category of not my thing to, uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a little bit of extra anger. And I, I, I think it's because you, you loved him once. It is that. Is yeah. that I mean, the, he made my favorite movie of mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like to be excited for his next thing like anybody would and should be. Mm-hmm. It just, I think the trolling, I mean, I'm not, I don't know, I don't talk about that a lot, but yeah. I genuinely feel like that is happening. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he just like, is, I don't know, I get this like, I feel so wrong saying it, but I just, it's a guy who's just doing whatever the fuck he wants and like, without, I don't know, it sounds horrible, <laughs> without like any like intention of making, I'm, to him he's making art and he's making a property and he's making a creative thing and I don't want to, I don't, and this is subjective obviously, but like, I, I don't want to... I don't want to, you know, be bad on that because, mm-hmm. like, he's doing something and I admire that. And I, like I said, I love Drive, but Only God Forgives was like such a frustrating experience for me. And um, this trailer and like reading about it at Cannes and mm-hmm. and and the few reviews that have come out for it already, it 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 literally sounds like the same experience that I went through with you know, and like if it is I'm just gonna like give up on this I haven't guy. read anything about it or watched the trailer all I did was see that it that it existed yeah uh, the yeah. trailer looks it looks interesting mm-hmm. just the way the it last looks one. interesting yeah like just yeah. like only God forgives it and I will give it that like yeah. visually there's a lot of really impressive yeah. things happening mm-hmm. I, but that's not there's multiple facets to things that need to work for me and that that's not I told you the moment that I felt like only God forgives like it lost me that scene where the guy's brother goes into like the the parlor mm-hmm. and he's like I, I don't want to find a girl he's like a young girl yeah. like like your daughter mm-hmm. like really young I was like what and then it went on for like five minutes I was like what is happening and that would have been maybe shitty I mean like it would have been okay if it was like a, a minute scene but yeah. it lasted for so long yeah and then that kept happening over and over and over and over <laughs> again that I don't know. I want to see that documentary about him oh, that his no, wife did. Mm-mm. Like his wife did a documentary about him. Who? Uh, the yeah. Really? It's called like. Was it like uh, like what went wrong? You did drive. Let's take this. Let's trace it back to what happened. Because <laughs> I, I, after I saw a drive, I was like. This man. We saw a drive together. Do you remember that press screening? Small. Nobody there. Nobody was there. Like five people. We were like, what? Just what did we just see? We were like, oh, it's God. amazing. Immediately, like the soundtrack. As soon as the but movie you, started. But you thought Only God Forgives was great. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is the problem. <laughs> I'm, not, we, I'm not calling we you. We can't, out. Go, no, 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 can't no. go down this road I, too far. Yeah, we're right. No, because <laughs> we did a whole episode. Because <laughs> there's a problem with this. Because I have, I'm in I'm in I'm in two I'm on two sides of this. Like. I do like the idea that you're making a movie that is a, a very good counter to what your last movie was. Just mm-hmm. like this, I'm not, I'm not this director. This is what I. This is another story that I can tell that's very different. And I like that. I mm-hmm. thought it was a beautiful movie. The problem is his movies are too beautiful for me to completely hate. I can totally that's, see that. That's the issue. Like, I mean, I didn't hate it. That's the reason I was because I, I felt like I was either. in the middle. You liked it more than I did, and Steve yeah. was definitely in the. In there were scenes like the the scene where like there was just like the statue being shown for a minute, like mm-hmm. things like that. I was like, what happened? What is what is he doing? He's. Tra- I feel like he's fucking with us. Yeah. See, part of me, the art school part of me, 
I guess, sort of tips my hat to anyone who manages to successfully troll an audience that way. But yeah. I do think there's something kind of strange about, about like, it's one thing to, to counter your last thing. It's yeah. another thing to counter your last thing and and seemingly literally try to trick people into thinking it's going to be the same thing. Like, that to me feels strange. Like, I don't know why yeah. you would feel compelled to do that right. as an artist. But right. I can... I can I guess what I'm saying is that I can admit into my mind the idea that an artist might have a reason for feeling like having that kind of antagonistic relationship with the audience is what they want to have. Yeah. But I would be thinking, oh, this movie's beautiful. We've got these talented people. We've got these actors. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to prevent myself from thinking about what kind of great story you could tell. But I don't think... I feel like he was more interested in like deconstructing the myth of like the 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 type of character that Ryan Gosling played in Drive. He wanted to yeah. kind of take the next movie and just take all the air out of that idea of a character who's like cooler than everybody else yeah. and kind of, kind of has it handled. And here's a movie about a guy who doesn't have any, any game at all. You know, I feel like the, the interesting part too, is like, I don't know if that's all, <laughs> if he would have had a good editor, I feel like there's enough there that it could have been put polished into something that was watchable. I mean, I bet he probably had a good editor. It's just that the aesthetic behind the movie was designed to have that one-minute shot of the statue or that entire karaoke scene or whatever. And it's like, why is that what you're doing? You know what I mean? Like, why are you... Like, can't you give me the effect and the feel of an art film without uh, actually punishing me for watching your movie? He wants to do a horror film next, is what he said. I mean, I would still say I'm open to that because I think that he comes close to horror with his imagery already, just the the tension that's on display in them. But I would hope that there would be a a story there. I really thought that the second one, I only thought that that, I thought that that was just going to be a really cool stylized sort of action film, Mm -hmm. which would have been really cool too. You got got. I got got, got really got. You got reffened. But I did like it. I like parts of it. I didn't love it. I would love to take certain movies and track the different ways Ronald describes it, going from it was okay to it was bad to it was great. The to, best, right? I loved it to it was the best. You know, yeah. It's like Netflix. Actually, if we could, that would be the best thing to track. Would be all the things Ronald yeah. said about Netflix and just put them in one little clip package. But I still stand by my idea that that a lot of it is crap. But... Yeah, right. Yeah. You just stand a little further away from that. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's getting better. So right. moving on to July. Does anybody else think that July is kind of a lean month compared to the other two? Um, actually, I feel like I have more in July. Oh, really? Well, maybe you can get us started then. Do you have I will a, gladly uh, start us off with, with what might be and has become in the past two weeks maybe my most anticipated movie this summer. And that is my man, Steven Spielberg with the BFG. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the stuff out of can, the new trailer... Um, Love the book. I remember loving it as a kid, and even like the old animated movie that came out. Like, isn't it hard to remember so that many it's years big ago. friendly giant though? Doesn't it just seem like big fucking giant? Like, doesn't it just seem <laughs> like it seems weird? I know it's based on a kid's book. I mean, yeah. I know the Roald Dahl book, and yeah, and I'm glad that Spielberg is taking that material. It's just funny to me. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's because of Doom. That yeah. big fucking gun. Well, I don't even have that association, oh. but I think anything that's like initials, yeah. and F is one of them, you're going to assume it's some conjugation of fuck in there. <laughs> yeah. But but no, I feel like my only worry about this movie is, and it's hard to tell tonally, which version of Spielberg are we getting? Are we getting Spielberg like bringing life to this book? Because Roald Dahl is kind of a, he's a very witty writer and has a little bit of a dark side to him, you know? And I feel like Spielberg in that super super bright sunny blockbuster mode i don't know i mean will it be kind of corny will it will it be 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know it's it's valid. And I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm afraid because I think the movie right. does look good from the trailers. But I think anytime Spielberg is in magical mode, you have to kind of wonder: is it going to be for kids of all ages, or is it going to be you know cinematically really interesting? Yeah, the moment that I see anything like saying. E.T. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and like that's what they've been like kind of like that's oh, the God. kind of magic he's tapping into, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Melissa Matheson did the screenplay before she passed away. Yeah, um, that puts a lot of I'm, a lot of emphasis I'm on it. Very sure. interested just for that simple fact. Right. Um Yeah, but I've been looking for that Spielberg movie that I just love and I'm I mean I'm, it's been a while maybe I'm since hoping. he's done one of these kind of magical yeah, films, you know. I'm hoping. The only thing that worries me, and I mean as much as I love the trailer, I don't I, like some of the CG looks kind of weird to me. Bad. Still. It, it looks does. It doesn't. Bad. It looks. It looks stylized. It almost reminds me of like Tintin or something yep. like looks that. Looks too glossy. That's exactly what I told Aaron. It doesn't feel like lived in or something. Yeah, that's the only concern I have. But I'm hoping it's either mm-hmm. not something that it would bother me. I don't know. But I, I just can't wait to see. I can't wait to see it. So what's your pick for July, uh, Ronald? It is uh, Mike Birbiglia ah. uh, movie Don't Think Twice, uh, which is about an improv group. And um, one of the guys in the group, uh, played by Keegan Michael Key, makes it and makes it to like a SNL sort of uh, show. It, it is SNL. Yeah, it's essentially the same font, same everything. It's just not called SNL. It's called oh. like Weekend something. Weekend Update. No, no, no. I thought they saw it SNL. No, they call it oh, something really? else weird. I was like, the trailer's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a great trailer. And it's kind of about how it affects their dynamic once this guy makes it and they realize that it everybody isn't going to be doing improv forever, which looks really cool. And I don't think I've ever seen a... I'm around a decent amount of improv and I see a lot of bad improv. Mm-hmm. And there's some good stuff too. And it's just the idea of somebody making it and... You know, I'm in I'm in a group of people that are like, I want to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the idea of how would it affect my dynamic is a really cool idea. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to be the one winning, but what if I wasn't? Right, which could happen. So, it's a cool idea. Well, I like uh, the cast. No, it does look good. I like his. Uh, I like the movie about his. Uh, the loosely based on his life as a comedian, where he kind of uh, sleepwalk with me. Yeah, sleepwalk with me. Very good movie. I will throw out there a movie that you guys have already seen, but it actually comes out on July 8th. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be uh, video on demand or just in theaters, but Life Animated is out this summer. So. Really? So I will say that, that of, of the movies Gotta that I'm interested it. to see in July, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Star Trek Beyond. I'm definitely going to see the Ghostbusters reboot. Um, I'm mildly curious about Lights Out, although I don't think that it looks as good as the short that it was based on. But... Um, yeah, uh, Life Animated was the one that just kind of seemed like a movie of those movies that I'm curious about for that month. It's the only one that I thought I've got to see that one. You know, well, yeah. I mean, we were saying before we started recording the Ghostbusters thing. I don't want to. I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm too curious about it not to see it. But I don't. Nothing yet has. If if it weren't for the curiosity factor, there's really nothing that's making me like. I could see that movie in August or September too, and it wouldn't. I would. It wouldn't change my life. Mm. But Life Animated, just from what you guys were saying, really sounds like a a, a very moving film. Yeah, you're gonna love that. Uh, so kind of can't wait for that. So that is July. I think I had. You said lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Bourne. Oh, I'm curious. I'm very really? curious. Very curious. Also, I like the Purge movies. Yes. Election year. I'm looking forward Looks to it. Looks good. That. And uh, 
Maybe you'll like Zac Efron more in uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which I think <laughs> looks pretty ridiculous, but maybe it could be funny. You know, you never know with a comedy like that whether it's going to be one of those that really hits the mark or whether... Yeah, I just really... Know. Mainly, I just love Adam Devine, mm -hmm. and I want to see him like yeah. in yeah. a good, really great big movie. No, I, I agree. He's and I got... hope it's this. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not, but I'll be seeing that for sure. He's got really good like timing and delivery. I, I like Adam Devine, too. He seems to have like a, a wheelhouse though of playing like these kind of douchey characters, you know. Yeah. Am I wrong? Has he popped up in anything where he's like really lovable? Actually, he's really great in Modern Family. He's oh, he in is? Modern Family. Mm -hmm. The last two seasons, he's like Phil's assistant, mm -hmm. and he falls in love with Haley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's actually like he's like he's kind of still silly, but he's very sweet and mm -hmm. like kind of very heart of the show, like oh, a cool. nice new heart element for the show. But yeah, he's good in that. Mm -hmm. Moving on to August. Just in case the BFG does not deliver for me in this like oh, fantastical, whimsical family feel good movie. You've got nine lives coming out August 5th. <laughs> nope. 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 Oh, God. Nope. You can save that for your also rants. <laughs> um, <laughs> does is... a movie look worse? Has there ever no, been a no, movie no. that looked worse? No, no. We had this, Let's talk about we nine had lives this conversation for a before. Yeah. Like, yeah. This should like be all we ever say about trash. this movie. But I don't understand how these movies get made. Yeah. I genuinely don't. And like I saw the trailer in front of the Jungle Book and like I'm just like the audience even like there's nothing I I, I don't know. Who's it I'm, for? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the programming of that before an audience watching the Jungle Book, which is really good, mm -hmm. like and just tonally is completely off. And like mm -hmm. I don't understand who this movie's geared towards. It looks not funny. <laughs> The jokes are like, where are they? Like ninety three, oh, like so something bad. like that. Yeah. You know, it totally feels like a movie from from the mid nineties as far as like the type of comedy yeah. it is. A guy being turned into a cat because he needs to learn lessons about life. That's just so dumb. Well, I, that's, when, that's, I, that's the, the best way to learn your lessons. Yeah, is as right. a cat. Yeah. I know. When I saw the trailer, I came away from just feeling sorry for Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Because it looks like she's got to do some of that like, oh, type uh, bad comedy spouse yeah. acting. You Falling know? in the bushes and shit like yeah, that. It right. just looks really bad. And Kevin Spacey, like... Do I mean, better. I mean, but but I mean, aren't we so done with him in a lot of ways? Like, isn't he yes. one of those guys who like? Unless it has to do with House of the Cars, kind of I'm smarminess and smugness that he brings. Like, I feel like to me, it seems like this is like a, such a cynical feeling film for him. Like, there's no way yeah. that he thinks this is good, right? Because he's, I mean, I think he takes himself too seriously, sort of. I think so too. But like, this movie just looks like just the tone of his voice when he's like saying, "Yeah," and, and then I. Now this is me as a cat. It's just it feels like I just don't. Yeah, like how did it happen? Like who was it? Like a bet? Was it a dare? Like why does why does this movie exist in 2016? We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So that's August. But not no. nine lives. <laughs> not nine lives. But actually, my fallback plan for if if, if the BFD doesn't work out as I'm hoping it will, mm -hmm. is um one that we saw a trailer for. I don't know, maybe like two months ago. Yeah. And immediately just like my heart just lit up my eyes just like widened mm -hmm. but it's uh david lowry's peach dragon yeah um excellent trailer i love the story i have complete faith in after especially after seeing jungle book and disney and their attempt to bring these you know animated slash mixed live action animated stories to live li fully live action yeah. um great cast um i'm very curious to see how the film turns out because they've already uh, connected or you know David Lowry the director is on for the the Peter Pan 
oh, live wow. action movie too already, which is at this point just in announcing in pre-production. But um, something about that trailer, man, it just like completely hooked me. Mm-hmm. And that last shot of the dragon coming up with the boy, like saving him when he jumps off. That's all I need to see. Yeah. Looks great. I mean, I think it may be getting to that point already where we're going to say these Disney movies, these live action versions of their animated classics. Like we know on some level it's them trying to wring more money out of a property, but they seem to do it so carefully and so thoughtfully. And Disney has always been this major corporate entity mm-hmm. that is good at getting your dollars and getting you to squeeze out tears and getting you to laugh and like connecting your family yeah. <laughs> with their mutual so love true. of something. So it's like, it's always been sort of an evil corporation that knows how to affect all your, all your feelings. Yeah. So I kind of view this current slate, this trend of their, what they're doing now as really not, I mean, we've talked about remakes a lot on this show. I don't know that it's like really much to be concerned about if the teams they get, the cast they get are really interesting. So it feels strange to say that the live action reboot of Pete's Dragon is one of the best looking movies this summer, yeah. but it kind of does. Like I, I feel like the door's open for it to really be something special. And I don't, I, so. I don't really know. I don't really know why that just feels like it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like as a movie yeah. fan, you feel like you shouldn't be saying, oh, these remakes Disney is doing look really interesting. I but mean, but they seem to be taking the same care they do with the Marvel stuff, with the Star Wars stuff. They seem to know absolutely. that this could potentially be something, if not a franchise, at the very least, that, that like, well, the, the Beauty and the Beast uh, trailer oh that God. hit the web this week got people so excited. And I read that it exceeded the Force Awakens trailers. Yep. Like the plays of the trailer, it exceeded the record that the Force Awakens really? trailer broke. The single day. And that just tells you, like, Beauty and the Beast was huge. It was huge. It was a huge animated film for Disney at the time. It's only grown in its legacy. It's not even one of my favorites, but I'm just saying it was huge. And it was one of those beautiful, when Disney had its kind of resurgence, the, the, the animation was really good. I think people are so attached to that property. I mean, I don't know that you can even say that you can put a cap on what that property could do. I haven't ever seen a good Peter Pan live action movie. I mean, besides Hook, but I mean like a straightforward Peter <laughs> Pan film. I mean, I would love it's to... It's just so interesting though that like, you know... I would love to see that, man. The, the one that came out like last year, it's so... Shit. It's, it, I agree. Oh, but shit. But I'm saying it's so recent. Yeah. You know, but like this is actually... That wasn't even Disney though. No. That was... Uh, I forget what even what studio that was. It was but, Joe Wright, right? Yeah. Um, Pan? Was that what it was Pan, called? Pan, yeah. I don't know. I just think... I was think it, wasn't I, it like an attempt at a franchise starter? Yes. Too? Yes. But you, you said it perfectly, which is just like there's there's a concern, like how could this work? But it, it works. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it, mm-hmm. and, it, and it is working. And that Beauty and the Beast trailer, that teaser is great. And uh, But I don't know. Is it Emma I, Watson? I, yeah. Yeah. Which is... I mean, and the casting actually is amazing for that film. Like, mm-hmm. the I cast they have is ridiculous. Really like, Ian McKellen, Hugh McGregor, no. um, Dan Stevens from um, The Guest, yeah. um, Luke Evans from High Rise, wow. uh, Emma Watson, I forget who else is in it. Um, I think, uh, what's her name? Oh, God, Love Actually, Emma, oh, my God, she was Alan Rickman's wife in Love Actually. Emma Thompson? Thompson, I think, is in it. I don't know. It's a great cast. Wonderful cast. But the thing with Pete's Dragon that kind of stood out to me was just, like, I've always liked... I like Pete's Dragon. Like, it's not one of my favorite properties. Mm. But just something in that trailer just, you know... It's like it's that it's that same same thing. Like, it's all... It's like, it's it's true. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, and then you you see that glimpse and it's like... It kind of reminds me of that line from Star Wars where, like, where Han's like, it's all true. It's it's not the same, but it kind of gives you that, like... 
oh my god well robert robert redford is in that so it's like craggy face guy saying it's all true (laughs) there may be something here yeah acknowledgement that's all i needed yeah but, you need a craggy guy in his in his seventies or his eighties <laughs> to tell you it's true, and then you, you'll go see it. No, I I agree. I mean, I got the same little uh, like I had no even it Off wasn't even on yeah no concern whatsoever, and, what, and then it I got my it. yeah it hit me in the squishy spots. Yep, that's it. Um, I agree about Pete's Dragon. Um, I want to say my pick for August though is one that I just think the trailer looks so neat. It's one of those films that you know these these like uh, animated films they can be. They can be so unique with how they they like the character designs, and I I still feel like stop motion animation is one of those little bits of magic that you get from mm. time to time. But uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, oh, that's cool. Looks really neat, um, and it took me forever to recognize Matthew McConaughey's voice as one of the characters. So I like the fact that it was an intriguing looking animated film, and it didn't seem to be at least until I knew it was Matthew McConaughey. It didn't seem to be on the back of some celebrity voice, right. you know. I don't think I recognize the director's name, but it's definitely under that Leica imprint. I really liked Paranorman um, a lot. Me too. And, Paranorman's uh, a really good movie. I just, I just, I, I'll go see any movie that uses that technique that that well, and this looks like a really interesting film in terms of just what it depicts. And I read that it's an attempt to do sort of a, a Kurosawa film, but uh, yeah, as sort of a magical adventure in a, in a in a stop motion uh, format, and I just you know from the designs to the to the kind of style of the imagery, I'm 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 totally on the hook for it. Uh, I, you know, you never know if those movies are going to be a visual experience that's kind of kind of empty. But as far as just what will get me out of the out of the house to go to a theater to see something, a movie that's just going to look really interesting and look really good like that is definitely going to get me. So yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings comes out uh, August nineteenth. Cool. Um, August, uh, mine is Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, I want this to work. I, mean, I want it to work, and I think it I looks it like it I think it will. I think yeah. it will. I think it will. I want it to work. I, I think. I think DC's course correcting right now. Yeah. Oh, everything totally. I've heard, I, it sounds like getting fired. Things being. But I mean, like the stuff that they're saying, it's like they're basically saying, "Yeah, we want to do." Like, that was an experiment, you know, that Zack Snyder thing. Like, the fact that they can move away from it. There's yeah. so many movies on that slate that could be improved or, or affected by, like, just a change of tone. Just a little bit more lightness and heroism mm. and characters you can root for. I, I feel like they've gotten the message. They have to. This is a major company. They're not going to say, let's just follow this. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to say, let's follow Zack Snyder's vision down to the gates of hell with these properties that should be making us, you know, right. bank. They're not going to do that. Damn it. But, yeah, I mean... Like I bet they would get him off of Justice League if it weren't just ruinous. Um, I read somewhere that um, the sort of work word in the company about Zack Snyder, like you can't really have bad press coming out about the guy who's working on the next film, and you can't fire him off the next film when you're trying to hype this film. So they were trying to market Batman versus Superman, and they were kind of caught in a bind because Zack Snyder was going right into shooting Justice League, and like there's no way though to fire the guy off the next movie without. You know what I mean? The word yeah. of mouth, the advance, whatever about Batman vs. Superman would have been even more negative if you had uh-huh. known from the get-go they fired the guy who directed this. So I feel like that was like they were in a bind. And maybe after Justice League, we'll see what, what some of these characters can actually be. So, so. is he doing He's actually Oh, he's, still, he's doing oh, yeah, it now. He's, I mean, he's it's still rolling. doing it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's in production. I don't know if he's doing the second one, though. He was supposed to do both of them. but That makes me so sad, yeah. and I like him. But anyway, your point being, Justice, I mean, uh, uh, Suicide, Suicide yeah, it Squad. Has a lot of, it has a lot of good. cool elements. I mean, Will Smith in it. I, I'm, I'm, this feels a little outside of him, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like, I, I mean, I know that, like. 
Oh, it is. I think it is. Yeah, there's something really cool about him giving into the whole like ensemble thing. Like we've oh, talked about that a few times. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 it's, it's 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 really pretty cool. That this he's is what like, we want him to do. Right. It's almost like. I mean, remember Six Degrees of Separation, which was like the first movie that people saw him really show his stuff as an actor. It was not a Will Smith movie. It right. was it was he was on an ensemble piece, right. you know. So, and and what that will do for him if he's if he's really good in it is he'll be a standout, which which helps him a lot more than him. He doesn't have to carry a whole movie. Yeah. That's okay. Like, I think what everybody's kind of looking forward to is Jared Leto. Yeah, absolutely. But. If Will Smith does really well, he'll be almost unforgettable. You you know what I mean? Like I, I know like, exactly what you mean. There's 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 something really blinding about somebody that's, you know, like you you expect you come in for for Joker, then you're like, but fucking Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It's like I was I was looking forward to Spider Man. I was like, Spider Man is in this fucking, but Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like he can do that in this movie. He's a good enough. He has. A, enough acting chops that he could be good in something like this but you know i think you're right and i think the fact that we haven't seen a whole lot of him as far as in the marketing and stuff it can it can kind of sneak up on us yeah yeah and i think that he is definitely talented enough to do like a a just a, a almost like a character actor turn right. he's reached that point in his career where he's going to he's probably going to get a lot more interesting roles if he kind of opens up what's like it doesn't have to be name over the title yeah you know will smith movie he has a weird like ethic thing about like he you know the idea like he can't be somebody that doesn't have uh has to be a redeemable quality about a person and mm-hmm. stuff like that which i don't know if you should always be married to that idea like i i, I like kind of unforgivable characters like i think there's something kind of cool about that but I don't know. He, he, I'm sure he takes it seriously, considering his status in Hollywood as one of the, one of the few like super bankable black yeah, stars. Yeah, I bet there. But I mean, I would say that the actors who I like best get away from those types of overarching concerns about their legacy and about their career, and they just go for interesting roles. Yeah. I mean, on a different coin, we talked about Harrison Ford a few times on the show and how his career kind of stalled out because he just didn't choose very interesting roles, and it right. seemed like he was always going to play the stern stoic heroic figure and i would say it made him a lot less interesting as an actor Definitely. for probably a couple decades you know yeah. and i still don't know that i mean i loved him in <laughs> force awakens but i still don't know that his next movie is going right. to be interesting and i think will smith you know there's all these different paths you can take if you're that kind of big actor and if you get so big that the movie has to support not just your salary but like your your career and take you to some new step and i mean I think that that just seems to me like if I was an actor, I would be much more interested in finding those interesting roles, regardless of how big they are. And yeah. I, I think that he is a very magnetic guy. So yeah, definitely. It's strange I, that he's not in the um, Independence Day sequel. Very strange. But surely they wanted him. Yeah, I feel like he could have been really cool in that. But yeah. Good they got Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get Quaid back uh, from the dead. I think but. he went back and realized it independent. You know what? I'm not going to slander that movie anymore. I, I feel like I slander that movie a little more. Oh, slander it for me. I don't care. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> that movie was a, incredibly mediocre to me. It was, you know what? It came out in an era when we just didn't have that many big yeah. sci-fi kind of fantasy films being made on that scale. At least I don't, I don't remember it being that way. And I remember people were kind of going crazy for it just because it was what it is. Yeah. You know, it's an alien invasion movie. But Punching aliens yeah. in the face? Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. 
<laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Come on, Will Smith. Anything else for August? Other than Nine Lives, of course, which I think really is the one that we're most excited for. Um, I had War Dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that got, oh, Miles man. Teller. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Um, sausage Party. <laughs> you know, I think that. that premise is great, and yeah. it seems like such a smart parody of like a Pixar film yeah. with like a perfect concept. Like that's what I think. It's like it's food. Yeah, that that is a perfect. That's that kind of concept that Pixar would be able to turn into something kind of magical. Right. I think it looks funny, and I think the fact that it will exist maybe to satirize that 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 yeah. current genre of animated film. I just think the character designs are really unattractive. Like yeah. I just. The humans in particular just look really like Jimmy Neutron or something to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the lady's big butt and like her and weird her weird. Head. It's like I, that I don't want to see that. Large but head with but, small but neck. the premise of the the food discovering what happens when they go home from the the supermarket again that just feels like it's ripe for. I hope I hope they actually go full on and actually paradise the sort of Pixar style of storytelling yeah. because you know the, you know what I mean like that perfectly yeah. crafted little alternate world the you, you, the world that's got all the the rules and everything yeah. are so worked out definitely I, I think that seems and like it's R rated so that feels like yeah. that should be really interesting maybe and that's Goldberg and and Rogan right it's those guys yeah. again yeah. so yeah they're they're productive pumping them out. Um, and I also, I wanted to give a nod to something horror for the summer. So I'm really curious about Don't Breathe. Yeah, I have that on here. I think that looks really kind of good. It does. Like, it does. it's such a simple, you, you were saying before, simple concept. Yeah. Human monster. The notion, of, I think the notion of breaking in and the person that you're trying to steal something from is not who you thought they were. Right. And now they've got the drop on you. That's really a good, creepy concept. But the notion of thinking you can victimize a blind person because how hard can it be, you know? to sneak around in a blind person's house and get something past him. But then the sort of guy that it is, and it's Stephen Lang, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, he's perfect for that. Like, he's 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 the right age to play, like, the old man who's got something up his sleeve, kind of, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, it just looks creepy as fuck. Yep. And it's like, maybe the trailer tells, me, tells too much. Too much, yeah. But it does, it totally sells me on the concept of that moment when they're actually trying to be quiet. Yeah. Looks really uh, and good. he's coming up, you know, like that, like when he fires the gun in the direction uh, uh, of the thing that fell or whatever, yeah. like he hears a noise. That just that's gonna be really good. Yeah, the tension of that. It almost seems like it's got like it's like an inversion of Panic Room with a blind guy. Yeah. Aaron actually showed me that trailer. She was mm-hmm. like, "You gotta see this trailer." I was like, <laughs> I got, "Oh fuck." The I didn't like one part of the trailer, and it's so, such a small thing when he when it gets dark and he's like, "Now you see, uh, like." I don't know. Yeah, now you see what I see or yeah, something like that. Yeah, come on. Yeah. C- c- why do you have to say that? Mm-hmm. I, but it does Probably look in the script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just super obvious things. Mm-hmm. Like like somebody in the during the point of the movie, during, during one point of the movie is definitely going to say, don't breathe in a, yeah. in a way that feels like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the movie. Or they'll say, "Be quiet. You must be silent. Don't even make a breath." Or what? You know what I mean? They'll say something that's not the title, but it's yes, the yes. Like, did they say "Green Room" and "Green Room"? That's actually a really good question. I wonder if they did. I don't think so. They didn't turn to the camera and say, "Here we are in the green room." <laughs> well, I think the reference to the green room is well, you know, mm-hmm. like the artist room. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, okay. They should have called it Death Room. Well, it's funny because actually I was reading something. I forget. One of my friends like 
posted something about it, and they were they thought the green room was the room under the room. Really? Because when they open up, op- when they open up the floor yeah, panel, yeah, yeah, the yeah, room yeah. is green. But I mean, if you don't know, I mean, I feel like that's I, just, I feel like that's passed into like the common use, the idea that right. the green room is where you wait when you're about to go on yeah, somewhere yeah, at yeah. a talk show or on a club. Yeah, but but yeah. maybe people don't know that like shitty clubs have what they call a green room. You've played clubs, yeah, Steve. You know, yeah, some places yeah. have an actual green room. Yeah, Other yeah. places have like a, a shitty, smelly room with a moldy couch in it yeah. that you can sit in and you're right. like, well, this is fantastic. No, <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, you know it too. You've, I'm, I'm, been I'm sure, to some I'm sure green clubs. Rooms have, that were yeah. just halls, like yeah. halls and back refrigerators mm. and stuff like that. Like when it's a place with an actual room and like a mini fridge with waters in it or something, you just about shit your pants. You're so right. shocked that well, they care about you. When we had a show one time at Ramshead here mm. in Baltimore, that was like the real green room. Mm-hmm. Like wow. that, that experience of like couches and a bar and flat TVs on the wall. Like, wow, dude, this is how that life is. <laughs> when you think about who comes through that place, yeah. yeah, that's what I hate is that like, I've only been at one club that actually treated nobody bands <clears throat> the same as a big deal band. And it was, we, we were all, we were shocked. We were yeah. like, what's were, happening? They were like, you guys have some food. You guys can get some food because they had a restaurant there too. And we were like, oh, what? You're going to bring us like a big thing of chicken fingers and stale fries. And they were like, no, yeah. here's the menu. Just pick anything from the menu. And we were just like, what's, this, what's, the, <laughs> catch what's, what's the catch here? You know? Yeah. Uh, no we can actually feeling. order anything yeah. like a normal customer and yeah, we don't right. have to pay for it. Yeah, we'll bring it so back. So no here money's too. involved. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. right, right? Yeah. This isn't coming out of our door, right? Yeah, this isn't yeah. our payment. Yeah. I did have that one time at a club where like the, um, the guy said, "All right." The bartender was like, "All right, come over here. What, what do you what do you want for your shot?" And we all named something, and he gave us a shot, and I, you know, tossed it back or whatever. And then I said to my friend who booked us the show, it was one of the other bands, I said, "So, how how do we handle the door here? Are we getting paid?" And he said, "Well, you got your shot, didn't you?" And I was like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> oh man, that was one of those. It's an, like that it's an so honor." Bad. Some places are little holes in the wall, but they still have enough of a reputation that they can kind of treat you shitty. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that was one of those, it's an honor for you to be on our stage. So mm. enjoy the shot and shut up, you know, but yeah. at any rate. All right, guys, hit us up on iTunes, uh, Google Play, MoviesMovie.com. If you have any suggestions, questions, anything like that, you can comment on our Facebook page as well. Very responsive. Um... <laughs> I think if you go to our page, it says we respond quickly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it when we get when one of our posts goes out and like two people like it, and then I get a little thing that says this post is performing better than ninety percent of your posts or whatever. <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. Imagine if three people liked it. Right. Facebook would break probably. We'd be sitting. On How top do we of handle the- this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode one sixty four of Movie Schmovie. Wow. And uh, as always, you've made our day. Take care. Bye. We're getting up there. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, like, it's not stopping. The numbers don't go backwards. Yeah, I'm so tired, and my fucking stomach feels so nuts. You know, I was just thinking because it's 164. I was just thinking of the Beatles song uh, "When I'm 64," and then you said, "I'm so tired." Yeah, which is another Beatles song. <laughs> Do you That's, ever have those moments in life where you're you just like, connect oh God, these things? Yeah. Or like you just read a word and then yeah. someone says that word and you're like, that's not even a, a word I hear all the time. Yeah.